All right. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Slappercast episode number 40. It is a very calm afternoon here in Houston. However, there is a cold front bearing down on us. It's supposed to start hitting us within the hour, I think. Yeah, it's going to go below 80. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> is yeah, this- but they're probably going to close the roads and the, the bridges and the ship channel and the airports, you know. Yeah. You might get to 70. Ah! <laughs> it's this typical Houston, Houston uh, business as usual in Houston because we've had two days of just gorgeous weather and now it's all going to go to hell. But that's okay. We're used to it. And yeah, by totally, used yeah. to it, I mean we complain about it every single time it happens. Yeah. Per- it's perfect weather. Yeah, it's a little overcast today, but man, what a what a weekend! Just you know, like Chad said, pitch picture perfect. Yeah, weather, um, gorgeous temperatures, and we had uh, lucky enough to play outside both nights. Um, well, night at uh, uh, Katie, Mose and Katie, and then uh, yesterday Sunday the Huck Vineyard in Santa Fe. Yeah, on our way to Galveston, not Santa Fe, New Mexico, Greg. But I'm glad you made the trip. <laughs> um, we. Uh, we we just just had just had a but it was our first time playing at this uh, vineyard um in Santa Fe and just uh, like i said picture perfect weather beautiful surroundings great vineyards great uh view wonderful seating um great food that bunch of food trucks there and yeah uh just just a glorious day a crowd that was just so 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 ready to party, ready to throw down. Yeah, and, you know. shocked to to hear what we had to to offer, and uh, luckily for us, they liked it, and we we just uh, made a lot of new friends. And uh, I was just, I'm I'm still overwhelmed. I'm, I'm writing a writing a, a high essay, and of course, we want to thank Lori for uh, oh yeah for coming out. She was really severely under the weather, but uh, in her words, you know, she said um, she doesn't like to miss a, an opportunity to to meet the, you know the new fans and stuff like that so she was out uh she came out yesterday uh the doctor said stay in bed and she said screw you and she just came down anyway it was just and uh so she she as always did tremendous and yeah but we we we, we always appreciate her but sincerely this time just because i know how bad she felt and uh so i hope, yeah. she's, hope she's resting today yeah i hope so too um, and the few gates were also very, very helpful as always. Which ones are they? The that that weird guy with the good-looking wife. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and, their, and, and their son Austin is cool, cool kid. Yeah, but um, yeah, everybody was, you know, um, Julia and everybody helping, you know, get us in and get us out, you know, timely matter and just just so much fun. Yeah, so much fun. So Hawk H A H W A K Vineyard in Santa Fe, Texas, and. uh if you're a wine drinker, yeah, if you just you know want a want a nice place to bring the kids and enjoy some good foods, some good drink and yeah, good company, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that we get that we could get to go. We talked to some of the staff, you know, and they're um, going to try to get in again. Our friend yeah. John Blomstrom brought, uh, mm-hmm. you know, was the one that introduced us to it. So uh, anyway, just, yeah. just you know, phenomenal day and. Uh, and then rewinding, of course, then to, uh, to Saturday night when we were at, uh, outside at Moe's and Katie, we were surprised by our old friend, and he's a young guy, but he's, we've known him for a long time, hence the old, 
But uh, our good friend Ben Hales showed up. Who's Ben Hales, you say? Well, then you don't know rock and roll if you don't know Ben Hales. What year was it? 2008. 2008. Yeah. We did a tour, and uh, we did a Midwest tour, and we <laughs> we got rid of our drummer a few days before the tour, and uh, uh, just, you know. Was, yeah. Well, let's, let's say, was, let's say uh, professional uh, disagreements. Yeah. Or uh, uh, I'll... Uh, I'll, I'll, I, I know there's a couple of people there. I know what happened. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll call you and tell you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we just, uh, just you know, came to the end of the road with that drummer and moved on. And then we had another guy on standby whom uh, we'd, never, we, we'd never met. We'd never heard play, but we'd heard, yeah. you know, okay get, things about it. And just uh, seriously, up until the Sunday, I think we were leaving on the Monday or something like that. It was or, a couple or, of days before. Yeah, a couple of nights. No, it was the night. Uh, well, no, it was two nights. Yeah, I got the whole sequence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut up, shut up. <laughs> it's 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 hilarious though because there's just you 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 think you've heard the story seems crazy enough, but it was just this endless comedy of errors leading up even even into the tour, but but especially leading up to the days that led up to us finally leaving. Yeah, um, and I mean, just yeah, like Chat said, just one thing after another, just you know, like dominoes falling. Yeah, it just it was <laughs> it, it it's fantastic. It's more than fantastic it's it's unbelievable it's yeah so i'll set the scene this is august 2008 is when this just a pre pre <laughs> pre uh roll pre preamble um pre ramble so it's sometime in late august that we let go of this drummer that we've been working with for most of that year and brian vogel stepped in to play a couple dates for us and we think we pleaded with him to come with us on the road because we had this tour coming up this was a nine date tour in the Midwest, and most of the dates were played at a string of pubs called Clutta, and uh, and one or two dates at Rira in Evansville. And uh, but Brian could not go on the road with us because he was busy. Uh, By busy, we mean uh, you know s- sitting at home re- eating Rice Krispies <laughs> and uh, talking about his Aztec. Yeah, well, it was all part of his research for his PhD. <laughs> PhD in Aztec he, he, transportation. He was. I think he was still teaching at at at, at the Aztec school. Of- <laughs> School of silliness. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to get you out from under the bus there, Brian. I can't yeah, help you. But you looks like your ass stuck under there. <laughs> no, Brian Brian was our original drummer, just in case anybody's wondering. Yeah. And he, he um he likes wearing uh he likes wearing uh jeans and tennis shoes and he likes wearing jackets in ninety degree weather <laughs> and he also likes long, long, long walks as long as they're, you know, uh you know, close to a hot chocolate. <laughs> dispensary <laughs> anyway carry on chat yes uh and so just incidentally a couple of things happened for this um you went to ireland like early in august you went to ireland for a couple of weeks we had a string of uh this, for this whole period of time we were doing a regular wednesday night thing at molly's downtown and you left for two weeks took your family to ireland and i played those two shows solo it's the last time i ever did solo gigs was that Molly's? I wonder why. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was really, really right. I mean, it, went, it went fine, actually, but I'd, neither Patrick or I are actually fond of playing solo gigs, although I think it's a good thing to do. You played a couple of them recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a few more coming up. Yeah. Good. We'll talk about that. Yeah. And uh, so that happened. And then a, a couple, like a week after that, after you got back, uh, this fellow named Jeff Duncan emailed us for the very first time. Uh, and then he came out and played with us at Molly's on a Wednesday the very next night. So that's when we met Jeff. So it has nothing to do with the story until I just thought that was an interesting timing. 
11 years ago. And so then it was the first week of September. We played two dates. Uh, there was a show at Dan Electro's and a show at Fado in Austin. And Brian Vogel played both those dates with us. Um, I forget what the day. I think it was Saturday at Fado and Sunday at Dan Electro's. It was like a some kind Sounds of showcase, right. showcase thing. And that show, that Dan Electro show is actually recorded. I, I discovered that recently because I gave some of those tracks to the drummers who were, who were supposed to play with us on the tour. Many of whom didn't. But yeah, so anyway, so that, and at this point, we'd already worked out. We'd been talking to this drummer and who lived in the Dallas area. We'd never met him. We, we weren't going to have a chance to rehearse with him, but we were just going to, we sent him the songs and we were just going to jump straight on the road. And also, just to, to be friendly, he had called us. We hadn't sought him out. He had, he had heard of us. Did we and, post that we were drummerless? Did we make that public? I don't possibly. Yeah. But even before that, he had you know said that he wanted to play with us. Yeah. A big fan of Irish uh, rock and whatnot, and uh, just uh, you know, so you know, gung ho, and you know, had the gear and had the, had the time off and could do it, blah blah blah. And then minutes before we left, mm-hmm. you know, got the phone call. Well, oh, I can't do. This was we were we were on the road to Fidel. Actually, yes. he called us. And like 10 West. Yeah, and we're, we were on the road for that. And so he called and, and dropped you that news. And we're like, crap. So both Patrick and I are both making phone calls as we're rolling down the road. And I managed to get a hold. I called James, knowing that James can't go. I'm, we probably James already Edwards. asked him at this point. I think we'd already pleaded with him before we talked to the guy in Dallas. And uh, I called James, and James said, hey, um, I don't know if he's free, but you know, Jeremy Horton, the bass player in Moses Guess, is actually a good drummer as well. You should see if he's available. So I called Jeremy. And he was into it. Uh, he couldn't play the last date. I think he was going to have to fly home from Dayton, Dayton, Ohio, and wouldn't wouldn't have been able to play that. We had our last date was in Maple Groves, Minnesota, but he he really wanted to do it. So we rehearsed with him. That was uh, September fifth when, when when the drummer called us. When the we found out the guy that was supposed to go with us couldn't go, and uh, the very next day I have emails exchanged with Jeremy, where I'm sending him tracks and everything, and then we rehearsed with him on September 9th. And yeah, and also keep in mind too, Jeremy's girlfriend, yes, was pregnant at the time. Yeah, and nothing to do with Chad. Well, he, he yeah, <laughs> well that that was a funny thing. We'll get into that in a second. But so we re- rehearsed with him that night. It was uh, ten thirty, and we shared the same rehearsal space. So that that was actually convenient at the time. We most Moses Guest and Blaggers were in the same rehearsal room back in those days, and uh, so it went well. And, and Jeremy actually was he was a good drummer. Uh, he had a really minimal set. It was going to be very kind of bare bones feel and stuff. But we were like, okay, this is going to this is going to work. We're going to be Meaning fine. a kick drum, a snare, and a hat, yeah, most likely. That was based a small, yeah, setup. You know, yeah. But he was. I remember he had really good feel. And and there's there's a funny email exchange with Chris Buckley, our fiddle player at the time, around this point because apparently we we're pl- originally planning to leave Tuesday night, but then that night or Monday night, whenever it was that we were rehearsing with uh with Jeremy, we realized that we could leave Wednesday. So I'd e- I, after we got home from that rehearsal, I emailed Chris at two, like three o'clock in the morning saying, you know, we're changing it to Wednesday. But Chris didn't read the email until like four o'clock the next afternoon, right as he was leaving. He's <laughs> like, oh, I'm glad I checked my email right as I was walking out the door. <laughs> so, so then fast forward to Wednesday morning and we're planning to leave that night. Uh, Jeremy calls and says he can't go because he's expecting a baby. He already knew the baby was coming. She, yeah, yeah, she was pregnant. She, they knew it, but yeah, it turned out that it was a lot. It was, was going to happen a lot, lot faster. Sooner, yeah, and he was going to have to be in town. Right. And, so uh, he, yeah, so he yeah. bailed. So yeah, and but, but fair, again, no fault of his. No, 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 at all. And he gave me another lead, another friend, another drummer friend, 
This is <laughs> this is yet another one of the dominoes that fell. Yeah. So he says, "Here's a guy you can call. He might be available." So I call the guy, and he's like, "Hmm, I don't know. It sounds it sounds interesting. I think maybe I can do it." And and you know, wait another hour or two for the other shooter drop. And he says, "No, I can't do it." <laughs> it's like, okay, fine. So you in the mean in the meantime, you had been uh, doing legwork on MySpace, right? And because yes. we. By the time we left, I, I have emails too. I was already emailing Dan McCoy. Was this fellow that you somehow you'd, you'd encountered on MySpace? And I can't remember because we didn't. Know, he didn't know who we, who we were. We didn't know him beforehand, right? No, we did know him. Oh wait, excuse me. No, no, we didn't know him. Uh, but there was an Irish. Um, there was there was a connection between. Uh, we knew of somebody that he had played with before. Again, that doesn't mean anything because uh, if, if if you've seen our live show, you know that one song doesn't necessarily mean one song. One song can encapsulate a few different genres, a lot of different time changes and stuff. Like that. So when you speak to a drummer, uh, a potential fill-in or whatever, you you have to go through the, you know, we can learn relearn the songs as we play. We've done it many, many, many times, but we have to... There has to be some uh, foundation that you can, you know, that you can set this potential relationship on top of because it's, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of the, the timings are weird and stuff like that. And we, we know, like I said, we can, we can change them on the spot, but in, uh, in, in, out of respect to the people that are coming to see us, we want to have it kind of close. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I do, I forget how or what the common denominator was between Dan and, uh, and us, but, uh, he did know his stuff and, uh, you know, without going too far ahead in the story, you know, when I saw him unpack his gear and you can tell a lot about a drummer by their, by their gear and how they keep it, you know, yeah. the guy that shows up with a pickup truck and it's all just rolling around in the back. You know, yeah, he probably he might, might might be a good player, but uh, you know, he's not. He, he, you're not going to put you want to put your gear in with his and the back. Yeah. And also, keep in mind too, we had so I'd rented a trailer, yes, for this tour. You know, just so so we could have you know plenty of room in the van to stretch out and and uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, nightmare, nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Ben. I hope you appreciate what we're going through to tell <laughs> to tell to tell the story about Ben Hales. Yeah. Anyway, what well, was funny about the, well, we'll get get into this later in the story, but but uh, because we had this trailer, thinking we we were going with a drummer, uh, but we didn't have any drums with us, so there was a lot of extra room for things to slide around <laughs> back of this uh, mm -hmm. in the back of this trailer. So, we'll, we'll, more about that in the, later. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, so we, we, we had, this is back in the days of MySpace. So, mm -hmm. uh, what the hell is that you're asking? I don't know. I've, I've forgotten. It's been so long, but we were talking to different bands and different people in that, in the areas that we were going to be in and who knew, you know, what players knew, what drummers and what drummers knew, you know, other friends of theirs that might want to come out. And, and, and there's, there's, there's something incredibly, uh, 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 naive about, going out and hanging your hat on a person that you've never met. You know what I mean? There, there's something incredibly, I don't want to say stupid, but man, uh, I wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't do it again. I just, you know, like I know, uh, 
um, you know, I know of bands that come through, like I know we talked about on the show before, but I, uh, Chuck Berry, you know, would come to town and he'd, yeah. he'd pick up uh, players that, you know, and they, they, they have to be ready for key changes, you know, uh, rhythm changes, you know, all kinds. Of, you just have to be ready for anything. That's different. We're coming from a place of nobody knows us, you know, you know, if we're lucky, they've heard us on, you know, I don't even know if Pandora was around back then, but, you know, Spotify. But yeah. if there's, there's something incredibly, uh, no, I, I know I wouldn't do it again. There's just, there's yeah. just no way. Yeah. Um, we, we, I mean, we're really mainly doing it just because we wanted to honor. No, no, that was, well, that was yeah. the other thing too. When, when we found out that we were leaving with a half empty trailer. Yeah. You called, um, I called every one of the venues mm-hmm. and I said, you have two choices. One, you know, and I absolutely understand if you, you know, you don't want us to show up. We're, we're not going to show up. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do an electric show with no drummer. However, we're, we're willing to come up and do an acoustic show. And they, everybody said yes. And it yeah. was an overwhelming yeah. yes. There was yeah. no, there was no price uh, squabble. There was no, uh, there was nothing else. You know, the, the, uh, it was their right to, because they're, they're getting a band that they didn't hire. You know, they, they, you know what I mean? They're getting, uh, you know, they're, 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 you know, they hired a rock band and they're getting an acoustic band. So, mm-hmm. You know, so they had every right, and in fairness to them, no, nobody said no. There wasn't even a thought. Everybody just said yes. Come on, let's do yeah. it, and we did it. So that was a relief, and yeah, it was a big relief because <laughs> yeah. because the shows that we played acoustic, Chad said a few minutes ago, the the acoustic solo shows are absolutely, hor- they can be horrific for mm-hmm. somebody like you or me because I don't like to, yeah. I don't like to, you know, I to, in my head, I only, I I want to hear one person on a guitar for a few songs. I don't want to hear it all night. Mm-hmm. And we're looping and playing the tracks and stuff like that. That's up to you. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Now, yeah, I've got a couple of acoustic sh- solo shows in the works, but well, I'm going to be doing some different, yeah. you know, so, some different stuff. It's not going to be a slowed down version of a fast song that blackguards play. And you're probably just playing one set, right? You're not doing, you I'm, doing uh, a whole night? I might, I might do a whole night. Yeah. I, I'm just, I've got a bunch of uh, stuff that I'm, that uh, that I, I I've been working on that that's not uh, I don't think it'll ever make its way to a blackguard show, but uh, I, again I can't say that for uh, yeah I'm you know I'm the biggest whore when it comes to you know even playing part of a song yeah you know it's because it it's it's just fun because last night we went from from Elvis to an original to a a Clash cover and you know oh you know what I mean like just Boom, boom, boom. There's different, different, different every single time. And the beauty of last, sorry to go back to our little, yeah. little, little, uh, number one. little, little vineyard. <laughs> uh, the, the dance floor, you know, for the most part of the night was pretty full. And when we switch gears in the middle of a song, meaning go from slow to fast or fast to slow or waltz to rock or, you know, whatever, the dance floor didn't didn't blink they just changed with us it was it was mm-hmm. it, 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 it was shocking it was yeah, very very was very, very yeah. impressive yeah uh, yeah we we had so much fun watching that and yeah. also uh i told my dad who was who had stopped into town mm-hmm. yesterday I, I told uh we had i'm gonna say the youngest person on the dance floor was about three years old maybe i'm, I'm guessing three but just by the size i'm you know by law i can't be within anyway then there was a group of ladies, and I'm not going to say they were old. I'm just going to say they were seasoned. 
They were, uh, <laughs> they were, they were just absolutely fantastic. Just the, the compliment that we got from, from that table was, was just, uh, what did she say? She said, uh, she said, your band is a breath of fresh air. We did not know what to expect and we thought we were going to leave her and they stayed for the night and they just could not have been more gracious and more, uh, just, just, just full of joy. And it's, again, it, it was, it what was what feeding, what was feeding my energy was the reaction. Mm-hmm. It was just, just, yeah. Anyway, so, um, well, so I, just to clarify too, as far as solo gigs, what I don't like, I, it's great because it I always enjoyed our, when we, we used to play at Beverly Pub, you and I would, yeah. We played together later on. We would, we would be playing to get shows together, but in the early days, we would just be trading on and off. You know, yes. maybe five songs a piece, max, yeah. max a person. They're like, okay, that's enough. You you turn, get back, get up there. So it, the one thing I definitely don't want to do again. I'm not saying I'll never do it, but to fill an entire pub four hour pub gig all, completely on my own. Yeah, that's that, that's it's just it's just yeah, uh, that's insane. That's it because also keep in mind too when you when you take the band out of the situation when it's just a guitar. You, you, so there's no, there's really no intros and outros and solos and, um, you know, banter. And so it's really just straight on strumming and picking and singing and just, that's it. Yeah. It's, you know, so the songs, what could be a three minute song is now a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, you can stretch it to, so you're, you're, you, so your night is instead of, uh, what do we play about 40 songs last night, three hour show? Yeah. You know, forty something, not yeah, including the, point, not yeah. including the the tangents that we go off on in the middle of a song. But you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of it's music. Lot of There's three hours, and then the night before is four hours, and you know, it's a lot of music. But when mm-hmm. you're uh, an acoustic something, it's just it's it's you know, you got to concentrate these things. You know, unless yeah. you're unless you're Dylan, you can floor them with with uh, yeah, you know, lyric content and storytelling. And what, but again, that's not that's not we, we're dealing with short attention spans and big drinks. So yeah. I, I did when in my early twenties. I played a lot of acoustic solo gigs, but when at, back in those days, in my early twenties, these were either open mics or opening slots for other people, you know, or show, part of a showcase, acoustic showcase. So they're really like maybe thirty, forty minute sets yeah. tops. That's what I was used to doing yeah. <laughs> on my own, anyway. So having to go up there and and I, I did. I mean, I really. I mean, I did my homework. I learned a bunch of Beatles songs, and uh, you know, it just it just gets uh it gets just mentally punishing after a while when you're trying to keep yeah. keep the mood up and try to yeah. entertain all the room for that long. Anyway, yep. so way off topic there. Tangent. So, uh, so we found Dan, but before that, we we're trying to remember this earlier. Uh, there was another person you talked to yes, that Ken. Dan that Dan knew him, right? Didn't I don't. Th- I don't think so. I, I, I possibly, but yeah. again, it's I. I just I remember driving north, heading towards. I think Indiana was our first gig. Yeah, yeah, Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. Two two um, plotted locations there. Yeah, one of which is closed now. But I remember driving north, still talking to people, still, you know, constantly phoning and you know, mm-hmm. leaving messages and you know, texting and doing you know, doing a bunch of different things, trying to nail down uh, potential drummers for this show. Because again, we're we're now going with, you know, I know we brought some acoustic gear as well to. Uh, uh, well, actually, <laughs> bringing an acoustic thing means me. I bring an acoustic guitar. That's the only difference. Uh, I remember, and I can't remember who it was, but it was we're talking to him, and I know we talked to him a few times about, yeah, you know, possibly coming out, and it, and 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 I think it boiled down to schedule and money and yeah, uh, di- you know, 
I, I don't, I really don't recall it. I, I'm, I, it, I keep seeing flashes in my head of what the band they played for was or who. But anyway, it was a lot of time spent and it just seemed like a thing. But again, you know, what I do in driving, driving, you know, that's, you know, so you, I had the time to, yeah, to put into it. But, um, you know, again, for the shows that we did, acoustic, just the, just the three of us, Chris, Chad, and myself, it was surprisingly more, it was a lot more fun than I, it was, yeah. than I anticipated. And the reaction was really, really good. Yeah. Th- that first night, as I remember, some of these dates I don't have any memory of, but I remember that first night in Indianapolis vividly. I remember the stage we're set up on, yeah. uh, the railing in front of us. It's kind the, of the steps. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, kind of above yeah. uh, the, the pub, but there was a, a great crowd there that night. They were really engaged. There were a lot of, a lot of actual Irish folks who were there. As I recall, very, you know, very enthusiastic. And I remember it, uh, you were having, I remember this is back, this has been a long time since this has happened. We talked about this in one of the, one of the older, um, earlier episodes, but you're having some uh, voice issues. Uh, surprisingly, even, even on this, <laughs> even on a show where there's no drummer behind us. Yeah. And your voice started going towards the end of the night. So you, this happened a lot back in those days that you would th- sometimes throw me the entirety of Irish Rover to sing yeah. on my own. And, you, and, and with your wireless, you would just leave the stage. Yeah. So that's what happened at the end of this night. You said, take it. You just, yeah. and you just jumped off the stage and went walking around the pub as I was singing Irish Rover. <laughs> and that was the end of that show. I remember that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I remember that crowd was, was, was really great. The, the, the people who worked there were really, really cool. And that was, that was the downtown indie location. And the next night, September 12th, we played at uh, the North Indy location, which I think is, that's the one that's closed now. Uh, and that was the first time we played with Dan. And this is where I don't remember. And I, I would have said, no way, that was, he didn't play with us there, but I have pictures that, that prove it, the geotagged locations. It's that like, oh, okay. That, that, that's where he met him, but I have no memory of that I, show. I, I do, do I remember you? that one. Yeah. Uh, but I remember, because again, I remember him taking out his gear. Yeah. And I remember how incredibly well kept his drums were. And of course, that can be one of two things. One, they sit in boxes and they're never used. Or two, they're just meticulous. And Dan is meticulous. Mm-hmm. And we'll be seeing more of Dan as uh, we're working on some 2020 dates up there. Yeah. And Dan now owns a bar in Fort Wayne. Oh, Indiana. cool. Yeah. So we'll be, we'll be, uh, we, we haven't signed a contract, but I did send him a koozie. So I know he, he's definitely owes us, you know. Yeah. We'll, so we'll be seeing Dan again. But Dan was phenomenal. Dan was, was one of those yeah. guys that is one of those guys that, not only has an incredible meter in his head to where he can just just lay lay down that beat, you know, s- just sit that groove squarely, you know, where it needs to be and hold it. Mm-hmm. Just and, and and you can you can you can you know dump buckets of water on him. You can throw stuff at him. You can. He's not moving. He's 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 a machine in that in that sense. And incredibly uh, humble and. Uh, yeah, just, just just a just a you know, and he did. Just, sorry, he did. He did his homework too. Yeah, and he really learned. He learned everything we sent him. Yeah, and then he we threw things at him too, and he he just he handled everything just really really great. So we were like we wished we you know we, he just wasn't he didn't have the time to do the whole tour with yeah. us unfortunately. But yeah, he was he in the bar business it. back then. Yeah, he was he had his uh he had a company that went around. It was just just phenomenal uh, idea. Yeah. They went around basically doing inventory for all these bars and they would weigh the, the bottles and they could tell you, you know, how much was being sold, stolen, spilled, you know, just, just a great service. So mm-hmm. that's what he was in. But now he's, um, 
he may still have that company, but he but he does own a bar in uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So we're we're looking forward to going back up and play. He he had emailed me a few months back and said. So I've had a bar for this many years, and blackguards have never played here. What is the problem with this? I thought, all right, all right, we're on our way. We're yeah, on our way. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll be. He'll be sitting in with us again. Cool. Yeah, Mike's at home right now, learning tin whistle and uh, <laughs> brushing up on his old Irish uh, dance moves. Um, so here's where the the story takes a few unexpected turns. Sit down. September September thirteenth and fourteenth, we moved on to Evansville, Indiana, to play two dates. At Rira Irish Pub, and that's one of one of the few Rira Irish Pub locations that doesn't exist anymore. So, and this was Rira's uh, St. Baldrick's Day uh, thing. There was like a festival, and there there was another band, at least one other band, uh, playing there, and they had Irish dancers and all that stuff. It was a really nice pub. It was two story pub with a really really nice downstairs area, and uh, then and upstairs was this huge ballroom where we played the second night. Um, but anyway. One important thing to note here on September 13th, Hurricane Ike hits Houston while we're away. So uh, that's what was on our mind most of that day. And we went to bed that night, you know, just hoping that things were going to turn out okay. And it was, that was a vicious storm. My mother, my mother lived through that and she said it was terrifying. Um, she was like holed up in the center of the, her house away from all the windows. And just, it just seemed to go on for ages because the winds were just so intense. So, but anyway, there, there's there's more to the Ike story coming up here in a second. But we were sharing the bill that at at Rira with a band called the Fisticuffs from South Side, the South Side of Chicago, an Irish punk band. Um, and so we we I guess you had this is one of the bands that you talked to on MySpace I think ahead of, ahead of yes. time, right? Well, they they knew and we we learned this when we were playing their 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 drummer Tony agreed to play a show with us. And I think it was a second night. I think the first night we just did the three of us yeah. uh, downstairs. Yeah. And then the second night we played upstairs with Tony on drums, which was really fun. He was yeah. a really energetic, just full of fire. Yeah. And he knew it was, we, most of the stuff he was just kind of faking as we went along. But then when we did drunken sailor and Irish Rover, he actually knew the arrangements because he'd learned them off of our record. Yeah. I remember cause we did drunken sailor. He knew all the stops. We didn't have to tell him. And you, yeah. you turned around and said, you you know that he was like uh, yeah that's that's the way we play it too <laughs> and that was that was pretty cool um I've I've got a picture of us posing with a uh, 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 outside Rira with all the members of yeah the Fistic yeah, yeah. Cops. and there was there was like eighteen of them <laughs> yeah there was like six or seven of them I think there were yeah we had, a huge we, had band. We, we, our, our, we bonded over our our disdain for corn <laughs> that's right uh, that's no right. no offense John Nia, yeah but uh, we we uh, they couldn't believe how the, 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 the oceans of corn that they crossed to get to Evansville, we couldn't believe that they didn't know how much corn was in between them and Evansville. Cause we had been just, we had just, we, we were, well, we stayed at Mississippi, uh, yeah. National, yeah, national that's park. Coming up. And that was surrounded, but nothing but corn. But that was our first yeah. time finding soy plants. Cause we kept going by these. Yeah. What, what's in those fields? Well, it looks like they're just, yeah. It's like they're trying to grow porridge or something. It was just Yeah, getting to that in a second. <laughs> Chad's reading off notes. Yeah, I'm got, using I've uh, got a script here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Patrick doesn't know what's coming. Uh so we What's new? Yeah. So that was a so the thirteenth Hurricane Ike hits Houston. The next morning we wake up in Evansville and Chris and I are in a hotel room together. 
Mm. And uh, we're staying at the Tropicana uh, Casino. Oh wow! Yeah, which one of those? One of those. Uh, this was the I forget the name of the river, but it separates um, um, Indiana from Kentucky. Henderson, Kentucky, was on the other side of the river, I mm. think. And it's one of those places where you can gamble as long as the mighty Mississippi. Yeah, as long as yep. the the, the casinos uh, on the water. So it was one of those riverboat things, although it was kind of a fake boat. It was it was on the water, but they actually built the boat there. It wasn't a you know, you connect. It was like an, inside a. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The hand motions are incredible, <laughs> yeah. folks. You'd be completely be able to see it if you could see the hand motions. <laughs> He's doing his sit and be fit routine. It's so I, I get up and I hear this this wind thumping the window outside, and I get up and pull the curtains open, and Hurricane Ike has caught up with us in Evansville overnight. Uh, the remnants of it, anyway. But the the winds, I took pictures of it. There was bending the trees over sideways. The stop stop sign. signs were f- skating on the streets. Yeah. Traffic lights were swinging like crazy. And I called Chris over. I said, Chris, you got to see this. And he comes over. Whoa. <laughs> so uh, that that died down throughout the afternoon. And I think it, 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 it passed us by. It was just moving through the area really quickly. Uh, but we weren't done. <laughs> we weren't done with it. A couple of days later, we uh, the repercussions of like uh, impact of the tour again. Um, but I, I, that just blew my mind that it because we, you know, our our families were dealing with it back home, and the very next day, the same storm catches up with us all the way up in Indiana. That was just blew my mind at the time. So then we have a, our our only day off on this nine day tour, September fifteenth. That's when we we found uh, Mississinewa um, National Park, as Patrick was just saying, which was uh, on our way from Evansville up to Fort Wayne. Indiana, uh, it was Mississippi was just a few, like an hour or something outside of Fort Wayne, so it was just convenient to stay there. It was and we've we've done this a lot. This is uh, we, whenever we have an opportunity to to stay in a national uh, state park somewhere in a cabin, we do that because it's always most of the time it's way cheaper than a hotel room. It's, it's quieter, it's safer. Park, yeah, yeah. And you you can park the van right outside. Yeah, and you just feel a lot safer. Most of and, them have heating and air conditioning as well, which is just incredible yeah. for the yeah. And we haven't been back to Mississippi since this tour, but it was still one of the nicest places I think we've ever stayed. It was so cool. Um, so we had a nice day there, just relaxing, and we had a campfire. We're roasting hot dogs on the campfire and stuff. And I have some videos of, of you and Chris. You, you had your acoustic guitar, and you're, you're improvising stuff, working on song ideas outside, sitting on the picnic bench. Um, Sounds awful. <laughs> so, okay. So then on to Fort Wayne. We played at this place called the Brass Rail, again with Dan McCoy. And another band called the Staggerers. Yeah, a punk club. Yeah, we, you know, we have our own sound. Okay, great. You go in there and there's a <laughs> monitor that looks like it's been thrown out of a 10-story window and a one speaker <laughs> and a thing. We said, ah, no, we'll, we'll use our gear. Yeah. So ended up using our gear. But yeah, it's just, you know, great little club. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I couldn't, I don't, I couldn't find them. I do, I know I have pictures of, of that show somewhere. These black and white shots that somebody took. Oh, um, yeah. There was, I don't there, know where there, they there are. were some people there that that, that had that had got, you know that another wonderful thing about MySpace back in the day was people had had there was there was a real community a, yeah. a musical community and be it fans or bands or you know just it, so so when we showed up it's just really cool and, you know you you walk in you load again they can't look at you funny and they uh, wait and it's just it's I guess it's like a stray animal but nobody says anything until they've seen your face about three or four times and then they come up and they introduce themselves and tell you they've got your record and they've got it. And it's, and it's, and it's a wonderful thing, but it's, it's, you know, for the first, I guess for the first 45 minutes, you're, uh, 
you know, you, you, it's, it's hard to tell. Are you, are you going to get killed or are you going to get invited back to the, you know, just, yeah. just uh, but I remember that one because there was a bunch of local people that had come to that, you know, not only because it was a, you know, it was a local hangout landmark um, place, but still a very, very, very enthusiastic musical music loving crowd yeah. at that place. It's yeah. Just very cool. It was funny to me though, how, how, um, self-deprecating the, the, the natives of Fort Wayne were, they all, yes. all called it Fort Waste. And like, like now nah, this town sucks. Like nobody had anything good to say yeah. about Fort Wayne. Um, which I just thought was humorous, but they're all really cool. And, um, we've never been back. I don't know why, <laughs> uh, but, uh, we hopefully will like Patrick was saying, we'll be back to see, uh, see Dan at his pub there. Definitely. Okay, so then we move on to Middleton, Wisconsin, and this is where we first met Ben, uh, the person yeah, who so, started this. Yeah, so our our, our friend Lorene yeah. and Bob, um, they came with us on our first first tour to Ireland, and we had been friends with Lorene on MySpace, going back and forth talking about we had we had uh, uh, mutual friends on there, and she was you know a big fan of Irish rock and. Lorene knows everybody. Mm-hmm. But in this instant, not only does she know this guy, but she's related to this guy. And she had, we'd been in touch with her as well. And she had said, look, I know this guy. He's my cousin. And uh, apart from being, you know, a stud, good looking, you know, outgoing, funny, you know, she's, he's a great drummer. I was like, yeah, right. Yeah. Not a chance. There's no, you know. So, yeah, she goes, Ben's going to play with you in Wisconsin. And, and uh, up until Chad showed me in print where this was, I didn't even, I'd forgotten that we'd played Wisconsin. <laughs> but, um, which was like 90 minutes from Rockford, Illinois, which yes. is where they all came from. Yes. Yeah. yeah so Ben's going to play with you. Okay. Yeah. Right, good. Better than nothing. And, uh, and, and just in, in fairness to Dan as well, Dan would have come with us in, on every single, if he could have, yeah, if he could have, absolutely. You know, just, just yeah, and of course he'd always always be welcome. He's just just a just a fun person to be around. Anyway, we can't say enough good the good things about these guys. But mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, I told this story on Saturday night when our friend Ben showed up, uh, surprised us at yeah, Mo's. That was know. so cool. So uh, we show up, and whatever time we got there, Ben had already been there, and he had his drum set up. That's right. That's right. And I remember walking in and going, "Oh." Mm-hmm. This guy means business. Yeah. We're not even in the club. We hadn't even arrived, and there was dust settling on his drums. I mean, he was there and ready to go. Yeah. So I remember the white kit, and I remember it was set up kind of how I would play drums. And I, I, I looked at the kit, and I said, all right, the kid knows what he's doing. Let's, you know, we hadn't met him yet. We didn't know who he was. We didn't mm-hmm. know what he looked like, nothing. None of us subscribed to Playgirl, so <laughs> how would we know? So, um, so kind of, you know, so we're loading in and I'm kind of getting one eye on the drums and see who's looking at them, you know, who's, who's, who, you know, who could possibly own these drums. And I'm, you know, curious now. That's what, yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, I think we just, uh, you know, halfway loading in and this guy comes up and, uh, tall, good looking, puts his hand out and said, hi, I'm Ben. And I, oh, nice to meet you. And I said, I'm, I'm Ben too. And uh, we just, we started talking and just at ease, just, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I guess Lauren had given them some music to listen to. And so we're setting up and we're going about our thing. We're talking to him. I kept looking over at that guy and go, this is, 
I like this guy, you know, just, just, uh, easy going and just no, no ego, no, right. you know, no. So fast forward then to, 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 to showtime. And I told him, I said, look, just watch, watch for my, you know, my foot. You know, if I stamp my foot, we stop. If I tap my foot, just keep going, you know, just, and Chad's going to be on you like a, you know, like a bad case of herpes, you know, he's going to not, you're not going to be able to, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to breathe without Chad on you, which is most of your dreams, I know. <laughs> but, um, he, uh, so, and, and he's looking at me like, it's okay, you know, yeah. just, just, just go. Yeah, I got you're ready guy. to go. And, uh, and so we, uh, this is the moment that I told him that I remember so vividly. Yeah. So we're getting ready to start. And I think I'm chugging on the strings, just getting ready to count us in. And my knees just about gave out my heart, my breathing stopped and my mm-hmm. heart just i mean just I, I i mean i don't know what a heart attack feels like that kind of yeah. felt like what a heart attack would feel like. i said I, it, and i was at that moment that i said what if this motherfucker can't play drums yeah what if we just trying to go boom 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 but you know yeah we had no idea i hadn't even heard him you know go you know nothing 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 and you can tell too when somebody goes platum if they're if they can play or not yeah. And I swear that 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 split second, which felt like an hour. I, what if we start? And mm-hmm. the place is full. So and so after that moment, after yeah. that heart stopping moment, man, Ben just yeah just within took seconds, over. Yeah, he just took over, and I mean, it, yeah, drove like any good drummer will do. He just drove the band. Yeah. And I remember that moment because we we were going through this almost every time with Dan and with. Um, with Tony, and at least we'd, we'd seen and heard clips of them playing. So it was still nerve-wracking. And it, whenever you just go straight to a show with somebody you've never yeah. rehearsed with, it's going to be nerve-wracking. But we were at least a little... It and, wasn't but, quite uh, as like this as Ben. We'd never heard him play. You know, we just met him that night and uh, hadn't heard him play a note. Right no, up I, until. Yeah, I, I mean, and we should have known that he was good. So, because Lauren's a, sure. uh, Lauren's yeah, a big gonna, fan of music. Right. She's not a... She's not a um, and she's very close to Ben, uh, not Alabama cousin close, but she's, she's, uh, she's, she's, uh, very, you know, she's, she's, she was up to, up to date on the, the music scene. So she's not going to send in, you know, uh, so somebody never played before, you know, and, and Ben had played in bands. We should have known that, but I'm just saying that moment was just absolutely yeah. terrifying. Yeah, it was. Cause and, we, uh, and, and to be fair too, this, this, uh, it's not like we didn't have good reason. I mean, anybody would be nervous before or something like that. But you and I, right before this happened, and the, the months leading up to us letting go of our previous drummer, we were auditioning people yes. secretly yes. at our rehearsal space. And there were we had two rehearsals with two different guys, and they both, one one guy was moderately competent, but the other guy was just completely, shouldn't have been anywhere near a drum kit. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, you shouldn't uh, mean a lot uh, in public, and we to just, be honest. We just, I mean, I, and the thing is, when you that's the thing about rehearsing new people, you just nowadays it's easier because you can ask them to send you clips and stuff. But back, you know, back in those, back in the old days, you wouldn't know until you got in, got the guy in a room with you on the, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But the, no, and it was, yeah. Then you're faced with this awkward situation of trying to say, no, I don't think this is going to work out. And that particular guy, we had to drive him home. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I, I was thinking of another guy. I was thinking of another guy, but yes, that that one too. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That, that was strange. Um, 
And I don't know if he even had drumsticks. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway. But anyway the, so, the, yeah. The, the, we had good the, reason to be fearful. Yeah. We, we had been through it many, 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 many times. Uh, and I mean, I mean, in, in, in every, in every, in every aspect where I'm just reminded of the, the harmonica player that came in with the bandolero straps <laughs> and had every key. Except the one we were playing uh, in. No, he had that one too. He just didn't know didn't his use, keys. Right. Just he had the bandolero straps across both shoulders going around the front of him, you know, like a, like a, like a, like a bandito in a, you know, in a Clint Eastwood movie. And he had every harmonica key known to man and some that, you know, hadn't been discovered yet, but managed to play the wrong one. <laughs> Swear to us up and down that he played with a million bands, named people that we knew. So we let him on the stage. The last thing you want to do is let a harmonica player on the stage Anyway, anytime, anyhow, don't do it. But this, this is our experience. And this one guy was just, and, and, and now keep this in mind too. So we'd just gone through the, the, the drummer that didn't know how to play drums, the other drummer that didn't, you know, didn't know that you had to practice before you, you know, got to a, uh, you know, and then the other one that, you know, that's uh, just like a sound man. If the sound man reads his resume before you start playing, before you ask any information, you're in for a horrible night. Same thing with a drummer. When they start giving you their resume and, and their political leanings and their, you know, their, their dietary restrictions and <laughs> stuff, you know, all, you know, unsolicited, you're in for a miserable, miserable time. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's why, you know, there, there was a bunch of, there was a bunch of stuff to, to, to go along with that. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, you know, all this packed in this one moment before. Yeah. Before Ben played. Yeah. Sorry, playing the song. And, and, and so, so that was the guy that showed up, uh, that surprised us on Saturday night at Moe's and Katie, uh, and still as gracious and humble and, mm-hmm. all, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, and he said to me, he said to me on, on, uh, on that, that night too, he said, you know, he said, the one thing I regret is just not kicking the job to the curb, yeah, you know, just t- taking the few days off and finishing the, finishing the tour. And, and Dan said the same thing, you know, yeah. you know, that, that on that tour. So it was just, uh, you know, I ho- I hope you all are as entertained as I am <laughs> in my head going through all this stuff again. Because yeah. you just you 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 uh, you take for granted when you have somebody like Mike, uh, our drummer, that's not not just easygoing, not not just smart, not just on time, not just thoughtful, and you know does damage control before the situation and after the situation if necessary. You know, just we take it for granted. You know, now, you know, that a drummer is reliable and, and capable. <laughs> it, it, mm. It's, uh, people, people ask us, and we've talked about this before as well. People ask us, you know, Hey, I'm, you know, you know, 58 years old and I want to play bass or I want to play guitar. I want to sing. I always say, do it. It's not too late. But, the, but the, the part that I really feel for them, the part that I really feel sorry for them, my heart goes out to them is going through the 30 people it's going to take to get you across that, Mm -hmm. that, that beginning line. Yeah. That, that, that introduction to, you know. Yeah. I wonder how, I mean, almost every band has had to go through this, but there are the the rare exceptions where like you two, where they form. Oh, come on. (laughs) But I mean, they didn't have to go through that. They found their family early on. And, uh, and they grew together. They started off. Yeah. 
uh, cut this out. They started off mediocre and they went to worse. You know, <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I'm joking. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean. They 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 learned together and they 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 grew together. So that's that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you have these. You know, you have these bands that have gone through the million people lineup. You know, the the million person lineup throughout the. Yeah. You know, even the short tenure. You know, the short. Right. Um, but it, 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 it's such a, it's such a different, this isn't, this isn't flipping burgers at McDonald's or designing websites for Microsoft or, you know, you, you know, like structuring the Amazon, you know, empire. Yeah. This is, this is ever changing personalities, you know, uh, horrific ego, colossal egos. And then, massive insecurities mm-hmm. you know these 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 things that i'm just going through my yeah. <laughs> my space you know my my personal yes you know demons and stop agreeing with me chad <laughs> fucker uh, no but i mean really the, what I meant, but yeah. no i know but the the the, yeah. the 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 total loss of i i just i I'm, again i'm talking about temperament and etiquette and you know the the people have no idea of what they're getting into. You know, when, when you see these young kids, a good friend of ours, Berkeley, his son has a band and I went to see them perform at Bohemios down South Houston. And the band was shit hot in it just, they, they look good. They sounded good. They are energetic and it's all original. And I was blown away because I don't want to hear the, the, the original, um, that's not true. I mean, yes, I, I, I want to hear what, what kids are doing. I want to hear what they're... This was a band that you could put in many, many, many clubs throughout Houston yeah. right now. Yeah. And they're just starting. Yeah. So it's going to be one of those bands that you're going to hear about that's going to be... A, cool. Uh, yeah, really, really just great changes and great stops and starts and just uh, well thought out uh, lyrics. And, uh, I, and I just, you know, of course, I got to sit with Berkeley's wife. So that, that's, that was my... Uh, that was that was that was uh, mm-hmm. you know <laughs> that was my reason for going Berkeley. No, it, 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 wonderful, wonderful, wonderful um, energy and 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 a lot of creativity put in. They didn't take anything for granted. Yeah. Now, you know, we have come across, and, and I've been guilty of it too. I've been you know ca- kind of mailing stuff in and you know in 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 my writing, but because I'm so so hard on myself, you know, or or uh, just so again all those uh, insecurities that I mentioned earlier, sure. you know, that, that comes out. I, I listen to that and I scrap stuff sure. so quick because it's such a, you know, so it, all this to say that it's just, it's a, it's just an awful thing to get into. If you don't have the, if you're not strong enough to be able to, to push through. Yeah. Is there so, if there's very, you, you can compare, I mean, being in a band, you can compare it to a family, compare it to a relationship. Um, because it is a relationship. You're basically married to the people that you're in a band with, and you spend sometimes wind up spending more time together than you do with your own family. Um, so it's this delicate balance of of, of personality, talent, you know, work ethic, all these things, temperament, <laughs> and and learning how to to balance each other's temperament and and to allow each other room to, you know, to, you know what I mean. There, there's it's it's a very it's a very it, there really hardly is anything else that compares to it. I mean I can think frequently people have like a home away from home with the the people they work with if they really love where they work you know yes. 
you're really close to your coworkers and all that stuff. Uh, but you probably then don't go spend some, I guess some people do, but you don't go spend, you know, a week with them on the road or shell hotel rooms with them or, you know, it's, it's, it's a wholly different thing. And also with the, the, the amount of emotions that go into this and the ego, like you're saying, the insecurities that are yeah. tied up into it just yes. intrinsically, it's, it's really is, um, it's it's unique. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it's not for people that are that need that. It's it, it's um if you're if you're one of these people that that um tries the keto diet or the the you know the Jenny Craig or something, and you don't see results tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Bands band life is not for you. This is not something you're going to be able to try. unless you, unless you're of course you, you're you're like the, the the aforementioned drummer that shows up with no sticks, no drum kit, no clue. You know you're going to have. You, 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 you're not going to, you might see results in your head, but nobody else is going to see that result. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so if you're getting into this for an immediate, you know, unless you're some kind of prodigy, but they, those, they, they, they are, they are, I mean, yeah, you, you just finding that, finding those and then sticking, you know, three or four prodigies together and trying to go off and do that. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's, that's where most people wind up going back to their day jobs or not quitting their day job. Yeah, you know, when they realize how much work it is, and we've we've been over this, and we're going to come around to it again. But you've you've got to have this really really uh, strong fire fire in your heart to want to keep doing this. And Patrick and I knew that we both had it. You know, back you know there was many questions flying back and forth. But I remember we're getting way. <laughs> this is all related to what we're talking about. But uh, I remember uh, we the first few months that we were talking and hanging out at beverly pub we were it was basically like this ongoing interview process you know like so you you want to you want to you want to tour oh yeah okay cool you want to do this and like yeah man everything you know we both had this this sort of unreasonable desire to to do things that that really most people would would not you know, want to I, I mean, just say unusual yeah because it was unusual because the people that you came across that were a really good player we came across some incredible players that came in that came through the through the but they just had no interest in doing anything except maybe visiting an open mic once yeah. every six months or right you know twice every three months you know whatever just no uh just nothing I, and again not to not not knocking what they're doing because they, they, i'm sure they love coming out and doing it once but not i i just couldn't imagine uh um uh, uh the michael viteri comes to 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 mind he came out and sat in what come time. He, he played guitar for the gypsies, uh, uh, here in town. And he is a, not only a phenomenal guitar player, jazz, gypsy, whatever you want, but he builds his own guitars. And mm-hmm. I remember him coming through and just, you know, just, well, that's kind of what I do. He, he made Django Reinhardt's, you know, sound like, you know, like a, like a, like a, you know, Georgia satellites, you know, three, three chord, you know, thing. just, incredibly just just multi 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 level talented guy and just uh um just uh he wasn't pushing the fact that he wasn't playing all the time just you know oh yeah i'll do it when it's right yeah and just you know again if if i had a an ounce of that talent i'd be you know <laughs> racing across the universe but yeah it, it, it yeah so 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 you have to have this uh, I, and again, it's, I think it's just unusual because people are comfortable in their nine to five or their, you know, whatever they're doing during the day to make a living and then doing this once in a while. Ours was flipped. We don't want to, we don't want to do the nine to five. 
at all, if possible. Right. Well, I mean, you and I both this. had come from careers already. Yeah. You know, we'd been through that. You know, so we that, that that was part of it too. I think that we know we we've we've messed around enough with other stuff to know that that wasn't enough to make us happy. Yeah. You know what I mean. Anyway, so yeah, so Ben knocked it out of the park that night. It was it was really really fun playing with him, and we were bummed <laughs> he couldn't continue with us. So then, okay, that was Middleton. Okay, so the very next night we were supposed to be playing in Lansing, Michigan, and we had the drive. We had the drive through Chicago to get to Wisconsin. Now we had the drive back through Chicago to get to Michigan. Yes, and uh, remember our friend Hurricane Ike. In the meantime, since we it encountered us in Evansville, the storm had con- the remnants of the storm had continued up north through Michigan and dumped a ton of rain uh, all throughout that area, and there were. As we found out that day, as we were trying to get to Michigan, there were, uh, I think there was one key highway that was closed that just screwed yeah. everything up, right? And we discovered this as we were, because our first time through driving through Chicago, I think we'd hit a bit of traffic, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was, you know, it was bad. It was Chicago traffic, but we got through it and we hit it again on the way through as we we're expecting to, but this time it just didn't, it didn't let up and we were just stuck bumper to bumper there for hours. Yeah, well, they closed the, the highway off. And they didn't open another one. So they just shut everything down. So we just sat yeah. on the freeway with everybody else and calling and saying, well, we've moved six inches, so we should be in Lansing by January. Yeah. You know, it was uh, one of those things where you just, it, it just, the clock just kept ticking. I had a bunch of cousins, you know, my, my, uh, my late aunt Joan was, that was the last time I would have seen her. And she, uh, she was there. They were all in. They were all at, at the club waiting for us yeah. as we we're still just outside of Chicago. Yeah. We were just on the east, east side of Chicago. And, uh, and do you remember, was Dan supposed to play that show with us? He was going to try to get there, but yeah, he, he was, couldn't get he there was either. Looking like, yeah, he yeah. just kept saying, oh, the rain's coming. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I couldn't good. remember if yeah. that was supposed to be him or not. Yeah. But, uh, so we got, we, we did manage to finally get through Chicago and we were on the other side of town. And by this point, we were doing the math in our heads. And like, I, I still don't know if there was a way for us to actually get there, but we were no, looking at the zero, time no. and then we, it was a five hour, I think it was five, you know, under ideal conditions, it would have taken us maybe six hours to get from Middleton to, um, to Lansing. But by this point, there was just no way we we're going to get there on time. And so I remember you had me call the pub to, to cancel and they were not, they were not happy about us canceling, but there really wasn't anything we could do. So then we had, we were faced with like, well, what are we going to do now? Uh, where are we going to go? And you and I were really gung ho about going back into Chicago. Cause I used to, the side note, I used to live in Chicago when I was a little kid and I have a lot of fun memories that that was from ages like four to seven. Yeah. Uh, Ch- Chad was in a gang <laughs> before, before I, uh, before I lived in Houston, uh, that's where we lived uh, for about three years of my formative years. Uh, so I was really keen on going back into town and, and Patrick was, was, was was open to the idea but chris buckley our field player stepped in and goes no no we're not doing that we just escaped this huge traffic jam you guys are insane we're not going to into chicago with a uh with a trailer full of gear half <laughs> it, full of gear and he was right i think it would have been a little nutty oh shut up i don't know yeah you- so we decided to go back to Mississippi national park <laughs> or state park um for the night which we did Oh, so we had two nights off. But yeah. So look how the story changes. Yeah. Call him my lawyer. <laughs> so that was cool. Uh, we, we were actually really excited about going back to Mississippi <laughs> at this point. I remember when the, when the moment occurred to us, like, hey, wait, let's just go back to Mississippi. 
Yay! Yeah. <laughs> but 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 just to again to to harp on the traffic. Yeah. So we so we uh, we they closed the road down. They didn't put up any alternative routes. Routes. They didn't put a sign up. They so we just just got we finally got off the highway. Kind of went back the way we were going and just you know used the stars and the moon to guide us back to the to to, to some to some way out. But I just. But, you know, I just, to, to, to me, it's like canceling a flight. If you're going to shut a highway down, you got to at least put a, you know, a sign up or some kind of, you know, I mean, I guess everybody else, you know, knew the area. But, you know, for us not knowing the area, I remember driving in through, we were in the uh, suburbs of Chicago and driving around trying to get, trying to find our way back to some way, you know, through um, what, you know, what they, you know, the yeah. rained out highways or whatever it was but yeah getting back was getting back was kind of fun it was a mm-hmm. it was a you know very uh it was just re- extremely disappointing because of the the amount of family that i had you know had waiting you know plus the the you know the, the other people that were that were coming out to the show it's gonna be a gonna be a really good good turnout so yeah yeah uh, yeah so it's you know so that was a major disappointment but um, next time we'll bring a kayak and we did we? Well, we never actually went to Lansing, right? But we did do. Nope. Uh, we played a festival up in Michigan. I remember where that was? Uh, uh, that was later. It was a, few, a couple of years later with Mike. Yeah, um, yeah. It was a. It was a. Where was that? It was outside of Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we went into Detroit to uh, to talk to that club about. Yeah, there was some club was trying to get us to play up there. Those now now we're really going off on tangents. But uh, we'd been into uh, th- that club is closed, but they had, they opened a new one, and I can't remember the name of the old yeah. or the new. So that was a waste of time. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. So then we move on to st- st- September nineteenth. Why can't I say the word September? I don't know what's wrong with me. Heroin. Okay. September nineteenth and Dayton, Ohio, at the Dubliner Pub, or the the Dublin Pub. I guess the yeah the Dubliner is in uh, Omaha. Um, with with and this is the last time we played with Dan McCoy. Uh, I remember that being a really fun night as well. And a nice pub too. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very strange layout as usual. Yeah, what a weird stage. Yeah. Like a half moon shaped. Uh, and I remember I was on the, I was set up opposite Dan. Dan was at far end and yes. I was on the, the far end. <laughs> Facing it wasn't really well thought out. I should have been. I should have set up next to him, but we weren't thinking about that apparently. So yeah, well, D- Dan had requested that he, he wanted <laughs> yeah. he wanted his space. I need this guy to leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so that that night went really well. I don't remember anything specific specific about that night except that I was, remember one thing in particular. Yeah, I remember walking in and hearing some blues riff. Oh yes, some twelve bar blues riff with, with bagpipes going on top of it. <laughs> And there was only one time in my life that I had just wished a dentist would appear with a drill and just start just finding nerves in my mouth. Yeah, I remember it was just it was making us angry. Like I, all I'm, three I'm, of us. I'm angry right now. Yeah. I'm angry right now. Just a <laughs> and uh, and I'm sorry for making it sound so good, but oh, yeah. I mean, this you, is as you're trying to eat. You too. you've seen four people walking around with their fists clenched. Mm-hmm. And looking for a fight, and <laughs> hoping f- the end of the world is gonna be now. It was misery. So uh, I don't know who that was, but God, <laughs> that was just shoot me, shoot me, or give me a. 
Yeah, um, that's, that's, that was my recollection of that night. Good food. I do remember yeah. that. So that was really kind of, I don't remember much about, I do remember a little bit about the last day. We played, we went on to, we had to drive all the way back up to Maple Grove, Minnesota after that. And Good played timing. played a show with no drummer that night. It was just the three of us. Um, and I do have some pictures, really fuzzy pictures taken with my iPhone that night. Cause I think we played our show and then there were some Irish dancers there who asked Chris to play some Kaylee music yes. for them. And there you, and there's a picture of you, him sitting in a chair with them dancing in front of him and you're positioning the, one of the, the JBL speakers towards them so they can, so they can hear. Yes. Or one of the monitors, you just turn it around to face them. Um, and that's all I remember. And I think it was that night when we got there, maybe it might've might been one of the other dates, but we, we got to the, the pub and opened up the, uh, the, the trailer and there was just broken glass everywhere because our, our lights, our stage lights had, all of them had just smashed to pieces because they were, there was just too much room to slide around in the back of this trailer with no drum kit. I think it was that night. It might've been in Middleton. I can't remember exactly where it was. It was outside one of the clotted pubs. I think the lights just took their own life because we were, <laughs> we were just, yeah. These were he, those huge metal cans yeah. with the, with the, you know, the, the fluorescent right. bulbs. And yeah. The, it's big bulbs. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that was Maple Grove, Minnesota. And that was the end of the tour. Yeah. No, I, it wasn't the end of the tour. No, because we had a, we were invited over to the that's, that's right. residence. We, that's right. That was and uh, uh, Tori, our original fiddle player, her her very gracious and wonderful parents, Julian Gary, they had invited us over for uh, for lunch and uh, just uh, uh, Tori's childhood home. Mm-hmm. So we got to find out where she learned all her dance moves, and we saw pictures of her with with no teeth and uh, uh, <laughs> you know her her uh, you know her, and her mother's a her mother's a. a you know, teaches violin. So yeah, she, uh, she came by it, honestly, just, just a, just a fantastic, fantastic end to the, mm-hmm. to the, yeah. I, to yeah. The tour. That was great. And you can see looking at my, my photo album from that month, that, that's, it's everything's in sequence. You see yeah. those, those fuzzy shots from the pub the night before. And then the next night there's all these shots from the Hoy Seth house yeah. of us standing out in the yard, yeah. taking pictures and stuff. It's yeah. really cool. I'll have all these shots in the show notes. So there'll be a little, little slideshow for you. Yeah. Get yeah, just to, yeah, and and again, you know, people say, "Oh, I'd like to hear an acoustic version of Blackguards." You know, we go, "Well, why don't you just go step off a cliff?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know, you we you know, it's it's just uh, it's just how it is. Yeah, this is you yeah. Know, this is this is our this is our love of acoustic right here. <laughs> so that was yeah, a, by far I think I mean not not the most not the worst tour we've been on. It was just really the most what, what was the, the most fascinating. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't know if anything would be, anything would be classified as worse. Well, I I would put that as the worst. It was worse. Yeah, we, we, of course, we made we made. You know, I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, you know, it Dan all, and Ben. You know, you know, it was definitely the most nerve wracking and most of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean but, to have yeah, a show canceled by rain alone, I think. Yes, yeah, would have. Yeah, especially with your family waiting there. Yeah, just you know, and 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 the other, the other thing is too is is if you leave on tour and you're not prepared for it, you know, as a band you haven't rehearsed and you're you know you kind of go up there and you muddle through it yeah that's bad enough but yeah you know we were before the before the you know before we kicked the drummer to the curb i mean it was some of the some of the you know we had some really good stuff going yeah and it was just getting better and better and better and of right. course you know like we spoke about egos and alcohol and insecurities and demons and skeletons and you know all kinds of stuff all the stuff that you don't need mm-hmm. you know kind of raise their head at the same time 
and so you, you so you have to move on and in and and again i just i it was it, it's a shame some of those clubs are gone because uh the, most of them are still there the speed yeah. in which they accepted the you know the yeah the acoustic version or the the you know the yeah the trim down ver- you know it, 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 you know you just you don't see that a lot of times a mm-hmm. lot of our biggest gripes have been with you know if if a fiddle player uh you know gets sick or something and you know you're in two worlds of hurt right now because you can go out we can do a three-piece um you know you me and mike have done many 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 three-piece shows yeah however the set changes a lot obviously because we're not going to play a lot of these heavy fiddle tunes but the the club wants live music that night now do you come out and you know so so we so we, we so this fiddle player goes down you call him and you say hey fiddle player went down two two things were you a three piece or no show mm-hmm. it's up to you well we don't want a three piece and we don't want to yeah we don't want to cancel we don't well then you're you know we're we're out of luck we yeah. cannot invent you know or or you know david copperfield a fiddle player out of thin air so you're going to have, you know, so right. then, you know, my biggest gripe is the, the, the club then wants the same amount of music, the same sound, the same, sound, and the, 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 then they're going to say, well, we're going to, you know, cut it in half or, right. and, yeah, well, that, that's not a, that's not an option. Right. That's not a, cause you're still getting four hours of music and you're still getting, you yeah. know, and so, so my biggest gripe with that is, uh, but these guys, every single club on this tour, and I spoke to the managers of every mm-hmm. single club before we left and they was a resounding yes. Mm-hmm. No question, not a thought, not a let me think of it. I'll call you on the spot. Yes, yeah, come on. They're... And we covered the miles. We did the thing, and you know, and 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 you know, I think they they even gave us more money than they had yeah. initially agreed to, which is you know unheard of. In they were, yeah, they were all just, they were all so cool. And I remember we ran in. There was somebody somebody at the somebody from the downtown indie location. We ran into a couple times after that. I can't remember. I can't remember her name. There's somebody. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you can just check your Rolodex. I don't know. I'm sure it's in there. It's like we were saying before we started recording, we were trying to, because a lot of this I pieced together from email history and also my photo album history. Um, but uh, unfortunately, a lot of the communications that put that whole experience together happened on MySpace. And as I just discovered, I think I already knew this, but the, our, our, our entire message history in MySpace doesn't exist anymore. So many of those yeah. conversations are just gone. So that, that's a damn shame. Yeah. That was, but, yeah. but again, we we gained you know lifelong friends out of it. You know, yeah. Glennis and Ben and Dan and Tony and just you know, yeah. just, I was just you know, and of course uh, you know Ryan Bodine from the from the manager of uh, Evansville too. He was in touch with us for for years. We've Where is been, he now? Uh, I think he's I think he's uh, working a day job. Yeah, okay. The, the Evansville location closed. Yeah, that but, was. Uh, that yeah, was we just you know. That was a unique location. Yeah. It was a, yeah. one of the biggest Irish pubs I've ever seen. Yeah, and well put together, very, yeah. very well put together. And you know, and just anybody that knows that's ever worked in the in the uh, hospitality industry, your 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 hands are tied with just the just the, the you know the the staff alone. Never mind the promotions and the you yeah. know the, just all the stuff that 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 that, that entail. You know that's in you know comes along with the working with uh, food and alcohol and yeah you know um yeah so anyway and then you know fast forward a couple months after that and we meet a guy named mike michael Loon. 
Oh, <laughs> but we've never had to go through that since. Then. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I guess that's about it for this this week. Uh, yeah, I hope you were as in, uh, as entertaining still as with my, us. My, <laughs> that was a God. That was a that was heavy. <laughs> so I know. I think that I couldn't remember. I think we may have told a very short version of that story on the show before, but I don't remember which which episode that was. It's getting to the point now. We've got so many episodes in the in the can that I, I can't keep track of them anymore, which is kind of cool. So anyway, but uh, this coming weekend we're going to be at uh, calendar. We're Saturday we're in College Station, and Friday we're in a little place called T-Bone Tom's. Yes. And T-Bone Tom's is Kima, and T-Bone Tom's has got the best food. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and you must reserve a table if you want to be out by us. So uh, today is, what, Tuesday? So you want to call by Wednesday or Thursday and reserve a table because they're, it's, uh, it's going to be, it's, you know, it's going to be nippy, but they'll like it's outdoors but they'll they'll put the plastic down they'll have the heaters on and, yeah it'll be cozy uh, they said it was going to be 45 or 50 which is perfect for me but apparently i'm not everybody else <laughs> yeah and then o'bannon's on saturday uh it's gonna be cool it's yes been, uh, i always enjoy that it's been a while well it hasn't yeah. been a while it feels like it's been a while i guess well, we haven't been there since, since september i guess right were we there last month i don't know can you can you say september again I can't really say September. Why yeah. is that word so hard for me? I don't know. Yeah. No, we weren't there last month. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, cool. Yeah. But again, thanks for listening, and uh, tell a friend. Yeah. Tell an enemy. We'll see you next week. Word to your mother.